Hey everybody, you're listening to 20-something Conversations, and in this episode I am joined by my sister Gabriella Buxton of Gabriella Yoga, and we're going to be discussing whether sending text messages is a thing of the past. Um, so we're going to start with how it was back in the day for each of us when texting became a thing, like in our younger years. Um, Gabby is 27? 27 now, yeah. 27. So um, it's going to be a bit different. So for me, I'll start with myself. Um, when I was younger, that's when texting became the real big thing. It was so easy for us to just drop a message to one another um, when, when I was young. And I don't know, it just it, it became so important, so vital. Even at school, everyone would do it during class because we were so... We were so excited by this new technology, which meant we could just send an instant message to one another. Um, And obviously with the benefit of new phones and new technology, it just became so much more interesting to us and we became so quickly attached to it and reliant on it. Um, but how was that for you? Because you had like the crappy old phones, I guess. (laughs) Well, it was was funny because... um... I think I think that when I was about 11 years old I got my first phone um, and that was when people were still having to send texts where the number of characters that you were able to put in a text was limited. Mm-hmm. Um, and how much credit you had. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like you would have to top up your phone and I think text messages cost like 10 pence per text or something. Um so it was always about really trying to stay within the within like the character limit. Um, but again, for us, like it was, it felt like a really new and exciting thing because, um, before that it was literally a case of, you know, sending notes to, to your friends in class or popping a Mm. note into their, into their locker, um, or simply waiting until the next day or until the the next week to be able to communicate something to a friend. Um, so yeah, we were, we were really excited by the concept of texting, but of course, along with that excitement came the the kind of lack of real life communication that mm-hmm. that we were having with each other. And in that as well, I think that's when um, probably when you were younger, bullying was more of a direct, physical, face to face thing, whereas texting made it super possible and accessible for people to hide behind their phones and be nasty to one another through their phones. Mm. Um, I know some. I mean, myself and many others out there have been through the same thing, but I think that in some ways it wasn't it wasn't all the all the bullies' fault, because it was made so much easier. Whereas in school, you always you always knew who the school bully was, probably when you were younger, because mm-hmm. they didn't have this technology to hide behind. Whereas texting and using your phone made it so much more easy for so many people to dip into that um, kind of behaviour. Definitely. And I think um, texting definitely came first ahead of social media for us. Um, So although nowadays it's, uh, you know, cyberbullying is more something that tends to happen online. um, Back then, it's true that was that was a bully's um, kind of almost get out of jail free card to be able to say things that they would never say to your face um, Mm. or they would be afraid of being caught for saying. Um, and instead, yeah, they would, you know, they would be able to, to text inappropriate things and, and not only bullying as well, but um, something else that, that came along with that was sexting as well. 
Oh, God, um, yeah. Like... Old sex gate. Exactly. Like, um, before texting, I don't, I don't know... I don't know. I, I really don't know what it was like because for, for my, my age group, as I say, it was... Adolescence was filled with text messages by that point. Do you know what um, year... Not, like, what year you started high school... Just to gauge it, really. Because um, mine was 2011. Think. So I'm 27 now, and we're in 2018. And I was 11 back then. Math skills. Because you were five years older than I feel me. Like it's, <laughs> I feel like it's... I, no, I think it's, it was before that. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not so much with the it's maths. It's around the early, the early mid-2000 region. Yeah, just so early to mid-2000s. Um so yeah, I don't know, you know, if we were to ask our parents, for example, which uh, would be an awkward conversation, <laughs> you know, um, how did you guys in- engage sexually with, with each other when you were teenagers? Not with each other, they didn't know each other then, <laughs> but with, <laughs> with other young young people. Um, I think that it's probably likely that, that there wasn't that much engagement until they were maybe 16, between 14 and, and, and 16 perhaps. Yeah. Whereas for us, there was... Um, you know, texting and uh, that meant that children of age 11 and 12 and even younger these days um, are and were, you know, sending sending inappropriate messages and so on. Which is crazy. Like, it makes total sense why mum... I mean, people would probably say that mum can be quite reserved with this, but she's totally right when she says, you know, you should... You're, like it's kind of like your body is a temple mentality yeah but it's also like it's true because parents must see nowadays that all of this texting has come into play mm. and now they can't keep an eye on their kid with everything that they're doing yeah and it's not necessarily a control thing it's more like a what the hell like why yeah <laughs> why have you been given this technology but it's really funny because i think that as well back when when i was younger and when mobile phones were first really coming in they were really touted as being like um, a safety thing like oh you know like your child might be getting the bus after school or um, walking home or you know going going to the cinema and you know it's good to be able to contact them at any time and have them be able to contact you um, and yet I think that in some ways it probably made made a lot of children's lives less safe yeah um, definitely being able to to text each other at, at all times but yeah yeah, and swiftly moving into when we were talking about our parents and, like, romance, that comes into how we rely on texting in relationships. Mm. Um, something that I have experienced recently is, for the past year or so, I've been trying to say, like, I'm on this, some kind of self-love journey. I want to be an independent person who doesn't, doesn't need no man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be happy with myself. And... In this past summer, um, I was texting a guy who lived further away and we were texting every day and sending all these amazing paragraphs and messages to each other and and it was perfect and amazing and then it didn't work out and I felt so lost after the texting stopped because it was every day, all day, so consistent to the point where it became part of my life for mm. a very temporary period um, and I do, and I do blame getting into that kind of whirlwind romance over your phone, mm. um, and just being so reliant on it, and so, and obviously you have them there to look back on and make yourself feel sad, and when really we should have been speaking on the phone more often, we should have been 
sending letters, like going old school, doing it real old school with each other. Seeing each other in person. Seeing each other in person. (laughs) Definitely. And and that's that's in a kind of, um, you know, reasonably normal sort of relationship. But... Um, you know, text texting can bring so many challenges to relationships. When, whenever I've spoken, especially when I was younger, but even to this day, you know, if I talk with uh, a friend about, you know, maybe they've had an argument with their partner about something, and um, it's it's very very rare that there isn't any sort of text message influence yeah. within that argument. Even if it's like, so I text him when he stormed out and then he didn't reply for an hour. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not replying is a big deal, and um, and also people. Uh, another thing that that seems to be a big deal is misunderstandings because mm-hmm. in text messages, you know, you you're putting things down in writing that the other person and you you might be putting it down when you're stressed yourself when you're not really thinking straight when you haven't had chance to um assess you know the body language of the other person um you're putting things down that that they then have the power to read however they want to read Mm -hmm. um and they're not always necessarily going to say to you you know the way that you you know what what did you mean about that can you clarify or the way that you've said that makes it makes me feel as though yeah um a lot of the time they're more likely to just you know, kind of shrug their shoulders and be like, oh, well, he or she obviously means this, and and that pisses me off. Yeah. So there's, there's like, loads of challenges with texting, which I think is why why we've been leaning more recently to sending voice notes to each other. Absolutely. Like, especially when... One story I always love to tell, um, when our parents were younger, when they first met each other at summer camp, they had they met each other they fell in love and then they had months and months apart because my mum was from Dominican Republic and dad well our mum yeah (laughs) and dad was from England um so how did they communicate with each other why are they still married today that is because they dad sent a postcard was it to mum written postcard to my mum every single day they were apart every single day and all it had was just telling them about their day but keeping her updated letting her know that he's still there, he's still in love with her, and that's from across the friggin' world, like, and that's something that we always say without sounding too weird, you wouldn't, we wouldn't want to settle for less than our dad, Mm. because that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of thing that tells me that someone is in love with me, Yeah, not like a message that's a bit half-hearted and like, like, hey babe, you're right, like, yeah. your breasts look great today. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's something that's probably a message they could have copied and pasted from, like, to, to every girl in their phone book that Literally. day for, you know, every every girl on their Tinder Tinder list or whatever. Um, and something else that we didn't, haven't mentioned as well is, um, like, breaking up via text. Oh God, that's oh, like, that old it's chestnut. Not happened. <laughs> it's not happened for, like, you know, like I say, 27 years old, it's not happened for at least um 10 years for me but that was something that used to be so common yeah was like um amongst my friendship circles when I was still in in secondary school was like oh sorry babes it's not working out like yeah kiss or like, getting like <laughs> even when you were young against somebody to text you for them yeah oh my scared. god exactly yeah exactly and it definitely has a place because um because you know you can't you can't always answer the phone you maybe you know you're out and about or whatever and especially when when we are adults now and we don't see our friends every day um yeah 
but I much prefer voice notes because you you can hear the other person's voice you can hear they can hear your voice exactly there's so much more emotion to it um and of course it's it like I don't want to think of voice notes as being like a replacement for actual face-to-face human contact Mm -hmm. but for me it definitely if if it's anything more than like a a quick question that I need to ask someone in a text message, then I'm going to be sending a voice a voice note. Yeah. Um, if I can't get on the phone with them or see them face to face. Definitely. I think as well with friends, um, I've started, I mean, since we, we started doing it in our family, like WhatsApp group, just sending voice notes to each other just because it was easier. Um, and just because we're big writers, we like sending paragraphs, graphs, so it's just easier for us. But I've been starting doing this with my friends, starting doing this, starting to do this with my friends because um, for the same reason, I want them to hear my voice when I'm telling them I'm having a crappy day or if they're having a bad day and I want to motivate them and make them feel better. Hearing your voice and hearing the passion goes a long way. And I feel most recently that texting has seemed to be an easy way for a friend to shirk their commitments and responsibilities um and I know I am a hundred percent um a what you call like a perpetrator of this guilty Um, of it I'm guilty of this because I have said to people in the past hey like yeah we'll meet up we're gonna do this and then a couple hours before I'll just won't want to go anymore and then the easiest thing to do is send a text which is terrible that's so Mm. not it's not the best it's not the right thing to do, especially as you get older and you can't see each other as often. These moments are important. Um, yeah. So I've made a conscious effort in the past three, like three months, three to six months not to do that. And now it's been done to me and I feel like I understand it. Um, I completely understand it, but it's just, it just shouldn't be happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like I am... Um... I've had I've had friends and I've been again like the the perpetrator of of it because it feels like it feels a lot easier to let someone down um with a quick message it feels a lot easier to lie with a quick text message yes, you know give absolutely. it give it an excuse like um and that's another reason why I think I've I've really consciously tried not to to send as many texts now because it makes it more difficult it makes it a lot easier for me to to be completely honest you know if I'm tired and I'm I'm just simply like not feeling going out or seeing mm. a friend or whatever um it's it's a lot harder to lie on a voice note so instead yeah. it gives me the opportunity to to tell them how I'm really feeling and then you know the response that comes back is is a lot less kind of um, disappointed and sort of rolling their eyes or or feeling like I've I've let them down and a lot more sort of caring and and compassionate and sort of saying oh you know maybe maybe coming out for today isn't isn't going to work for you but you know why don't I pop round to see you instead or yeah. whatever so I think that um I think that voice notes are really really great for me it was uh, a friend of mine Sarah um probably just over a year ago started sending voice notes to me and since then I've been sending them yeah in the family whatsapp group um Mm -hmm. and also to clients as well when I've not been able to to speak with them um clients and colleagues um and introduce quite a lot of people new people to it um so yeah I think it's a it's a great way of communicating moving forwards definitely and I think that when I've been 
practicing this in the past me and my good friend Lydia have always called it like mini podcasts to each other um yeah. just playing around with it and get, gaining that gaining your voice back really um not to say that you know you're more shy because you're hiding behind your phone but you might be you might be a little more shy and people say oh no I can't do phone calls you know like we're getting older now we need to we need to be able to use our voice and to use it wisely and we need to have the confidence to say what we would hide behind our phones if like if we were texting Mm. um yeah so that's something that has become very important to us Mm. um do you have any final notes on that no, I would just say I'd definitely advise people to, to experiment with voice notes and, and just to remember that mobile phones, technology, social media should never be a stand-in for actual face-to-face communication. Mm. Um, but being able to identify those forms of, of technology that, that allow the most sort of human feel to it, mm-hmm. which would be voice notes or it would be um you know facetime is it's it's going to benefit our relationships a lot better and with that i'd like to now invite anyone who's listening to think about texting culture in your own life so how deep into it are you where did your texting journey begin how has it impacted your life your relationships and most importantly how much do you rely on texting today to connect yourself with others But thank you all so much for listening and hopefully I'll be uploading again very, very soon. Mm